broadcasting to physical therapists around the world. It is. This is the PT Pinecast. May I introduce? Please allow me to introduce you to. Here's your host, physical therapist, Jimmy McKay. All right, ladies and gentlemen, there we go. And we're live. Uh, before we get started, before we kick off the episode, we're going to bring the intensity tonight. I feel it. Wednesday Night Live. Uh, wanted, to, uh, wanted to let you know we're doing some different stuff online. We've got a Facebook group. If you want to jump in it, we give out good information. We kind of give the heads up of a lot of things. And apparently, because I said yes to this, we're starting a book club. I've never been in a book club, but I like books and I like clubs. Why have I never thought about a book club? Rebecca Griffith was like, let's start a book club. And I was like, okay, because I'm a joiner, if you haven't figured that out. Someone says, let's go over here. I'm like, that sounds great. So this is the first book that we're reading. This was suggested multiple times. The book is called Upstream. It's by Dan Heath. I actually read Made to Stick, as you can see there on the cover. He wrote Made to Stick with his brother, Chip, Chip and Dan. Um, and the book is uh, The Quest to Solve Problems Before They Happen. And this book is not PT specific, but I really love the fact that, like, listen, we're always trying to get further upstream. So Dan has written the book about this. I just got it from a local library. A shout out to support your local libraries. You should. Um, so we're going to read this. So if you'd like to jump in on this discussion, Again, I've never even been to a book club, but I've heard sometimes people drink there. You had me at hello. Um, so we're going to do this. This is our this is our first book. So upstream, and we're going to do it in a couple of weeks. If you want in, uh, drop in the comments below, like book club or something, and I'll make sure you get invited to the um, to the Facebook group. Oh, I see. We just put we put the link in the Facebook group in there. Juliet, very very forward thinking there. She was thinking upstream. Did you see what I did there? Yeah. Yeah, thinking upstream, the doom shot. All right, perfect. Uh, so that's our book. Uh, do you want to let you know that we've got some new uh, and restocked uh, T-shirts and like koozies and tumblers and stuff like that on the online store? This look, this might look like a famous soft drink logo, but the similarities are only by accident. Uh, so you can get something there for yourself or the holiday season, dare I say, is actually uh, coming up soon. And that's online at ptpinecast.com. All right, so without further ado, and you clearly know how much ado I love, uh, let's start that. All right, welcome to PT Pinecast, a podcast that saves physical therapists from missing out on amazing stories, motivational insight, and I forgot what the intro of the show is. I screwed that up. Put it on the screen. Let me read it. There we go. Great physical therapy conversations on tap. Can we start this over? Oh, we're live. Never mind. We're not going to start it over. Good. Let's just keep going. Uh, before we get started, do you want to say thanks to our sponsors, uh, CBD RX for you, your CBD store. Uh, get the ABCs of CBD. We're actually going to be talking to uh, Anthony Ferrari, Dr. Tony Ferrari tomorrow, the CEO. Uh, CBD, it's, uh, it's, it's used widespread over the counter. Do you know how it'll affect your patient's course of treatment? Unless you know the pharmacology, how are you going to know? Uh, so we're going to get in-depth there. Find out more about CBD at CBDRX4U.com. And a brand new sponsor. I want to welcome them in. Uh, question, have, has your EMR costs grown out of control? That happens. Has your EMR uh, hit a wall like it was invented in 2007 when, like, smartphones weren't a thing? That's annoying. Uh, it's time for something better, something that's customizable. Enter MW Therapy. Take a demo, a test drive, no strings, mwtherapy.com. That is mwtherapy.com. Or switching to a better EMR is actually easy. 
All right. So let's uh, let's get to our guest tonight. We're going to learn about and the title really how to overcome academic failures. But even if you're like myself or other people who graduated, like these lessons are still applicable. So just because the, the title of the episode is how to overcome academic failures does not mean that you should overlook this. If you're if you're you're, you're graduated, you're not going to be in academia anymore. Uh, guest tonight, founder of the PT Hustle, co-host or excuse me, host of NPTE Clinical Files. That's another podcast. So we got to talk a little bit about podcasting. Uh, he's a PT life coach and educator who's passionate about helping PT students and graduates dominate the NPTE. This thing that a lot of us like feared and dreaded, it was the evil monster underneath the bed for how long? Let's bring him in the studio, uh, also known as Coach K. Kyle Rice is on the show right now. Kyle, welcome to the program. Hey, I'm excited to be here, Jimmy. Appreciate you. <laughs> I love that. Uh, Kyle, welcome to the show. We uh, we crossed paths for the first time in real life not long ago at uh, Greg's to Greg Todd's uh, event in Florida, where you're located. And I've right. seen that event online, like a lot of people. I saw it like through the window of, of social media and watched it. And Greg told kind of the origin story of it and how it started with like, you know, 30 people, then it was 60 people, then it was like 120 people. And then we, we were at the event that was this year. I don't even know what right. year it is anymore. We were at this event like <laughs> two months ago and it was probably like, 500 people but this was the covid year so like had this not been a pandemic year it would have been i i don't not good at predicting 1500 like massive yeah <laughs> massive and i bring up greg todd's event because this was really like the first time you and i had ever been in a room together and the thing that struck me was when you spoke how many people in the room and got up on stage to talk about your story because you kind of told your a little bit of your story about how you interacted with Greg Todd first, mm -hmm. and how many people spoke and and were just like, they were there along the ride with you from when you were like mm -hmm. in the room and saying I'm having my idea, I'm putting it out into the world, I'm going to help people dominate the NPTE, and right, right. there in that room, all it is is a statement. And then to watch you, how many years? How many years did it go from idea to where we are right now? What's what was the time? What was the span? So this is about uh, four years now. That's so it? Been, yeah, that's it. Four years. I mean, that's a long time, but the grand scheme of things, that is not a long time. That's wow. not long. To go from idea to thing. So I wanted to, to, to tell you, like, what other people say about you and how other people react about you when you're around and when you're not around mm. says a lot. And to watch people in that room of people with Greg Todd's event, um, Smart Success Healthcare, it used to be Smart Success Physical Therapy, that right. said a lot to me about you. And this was no longer through a lens. This was in the room watching people like genuinely react and also just celebrate other people's successes, which is a cool room to be in. So that's where I want to start. I want to let people know that I was truly impressed with how people reacted and talked about you um, in that room. So I was impressed, man. And I love your story. I'm humbled by that. I really appreciate it, Jimmy. I really do. So where's the story start? Like, like I, I, I like to start with people's origin story, right? I say this on this podcast all the time. Like, what's your, what's your superhero origin story? Um, yours has to be, it comes from something personal, your journey and what you do now. Like you literally were kind of like Bruce Wayne, right? You took a weakness and you flipped it and you're like, I'm going to embrace the bat. Like, so you took the NPTE <laughs> and you embraced the bat. So where's your story start? Walk me through it. Yeah. So, uh, you know, a lot of people who have been following me for a while, uh, they know that I've struggled with standardized tests specifically my entire life. So 
Um, I'm originally from Florida, and uh, in Florida, you have multiple standardized tests that you have to take, but one is called the Florida Comprehensive Assessment Test. You got to take that all the way back in like elementary school, all that stuff. So the one thing that I was struggling with throughout school was I was able to get through the classes, but when it came down to standardized tests, I wasn't doing good on this. So you... you if you didn't pass these things, you got held back and then really? you're going to be the oldest person in the class. And it was just a whole big thing. So what it started to create was acceptance issues early on in my childhood of, oh, if I don't perform well, I'm not going to be accepted by, you know, my peers and my parents and all that stuff. So it actually led into high school was having the same exact issue. I know a lot of you have taken the ACTs, the SATs, y'all know what I'm talking about. You got to take those tests. And I don't know about nowadays, but back then you had to take those tests, do well on them in order to even be considered yes. in like a major university for a major university. Right. Yep. And so, you know, all my classmates, they would take it and get all the higher scores on those things and get accepted to University of Florida and FSU and University of Miami, the big name D1 schools. Right. But my behind could not pass or do well on any of them. I was in the bottom 10% of testers in the nation for these exams. And so there was pretty much no schools that would even look at my application, UCF. But, I, but how are your grades? You said your grades were good, but your, te your test scores did not match up. Is that, I mean, it, that, that's the thing. I mean, I wasn't a freaking 4.0 student, but right. I can hold my own, right. you know, I can hold my own. Uh, but when it came down to these standardized exams, it was just a different, it was just a different game. Um, and so coming up through high school and now going into undergrad, again, the, the whole idea of acceptance became like a big thing for me to where I would be like lying to my friends, like, oh, I'm going to I'm University of Florida. I got accepted and I didn't get accepted. I didn't even get looked at by those schools, right? But I was finding ways to still get accepted by people, right? right. Um, I actually went to an amazing school, uh, Florida AM University uh, in Tallahassee, Florida, went there for undergrad. And at the end of um, undergrad, I decided, you know what? I'm not going to do physical therapy because I started with that idea like, okay, let me go into pre-PT, go through the classes. At the end, I decided, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to go into medicine. I'm going to become an orthopedic surgeon. Now, here's the thing. The reason why I wanted that so bad was because that was the most like, oh, you know, the, the profession that everybody's like, oh, my gosh, you know, this person's so smart and they make money, blah, blah, blah. So that's the reason why I was really doing it. Um, but in order to get into medical school, at least get accepted by a university. You got to take this thing called the MCAT. Yeah. I don't know how many of y'all know about that. Um, so medical comprehensive assessment test, something along the lines of that. So I was like, all right, so I, I got a 3.75 in undergrad. I'm like, I'm going to smash this thing. So I go into my first MCAT and I bomb it. You get like a 17 on it. I think at the time you need to get a 27, 28, something like that to even be considered really. So I bombed the first one. I'm like, that's all right. You know what? I'm going to come back stronger. I'm going to study hard. So I devoted my entire life to just studying for this exam. Go in there for the second time, bomb it. It's like, okay, maybe I can get it this third time. I'm starting to get a little worried. So go in there. So again, study. I get all the review books, all the audio books, everything that you can imagine. Go in there for the third time, bomb it. Go in for the fourth time, bomb it going for the fifth time and get the same exact score that I started with on that first attempt. 
So at this point, I had to make a decision, y'all. I had to make a decision. So I was at the point where I was still, you know, in my childhood bedroom now because I had to obviously leave undergrad. I'm staring up at the glow in the dark stars on the ceiling in my childhood <laughs> room. We all had this. Yeah. And I'm like, you know, I have to, to make a change. So I decided at that moment that I was going to go into PT, PT school, and I was going to graduate with a doctor of physical therapy. And there was no medical school that could ever deny me if I get my doctorate in PT. So I still have my eyes set on right. becoming an orthopedic surgeon, right? So I get into an amazing school, Florida International University. I'm super excited. I go. I have this certain level of arrogance right when I start the class. Like, I'm just going to be here. and This is a stepping stone for me. I'm going to be an orthopedic surgeon, right? I was looking for that acceptance. So a lot of my classmates, even some of the faculty members, they did not like me initially because I was using this physical therapy thing is just like, eh, I'm just going to do this for now. And orthopedic surgery is better than this. And so I went through my first year of PT school and uh, it just so happened that I did get an interview by one medical school, decided to take a chance on. It. And at the end of my first year of PT school, I got a call when I was studying the law building, we we're studying for a big test or whatnot. And I got accepted into this medical school. It was at the wow. end of my first year of PT school. Wow. So I was waitlisted. And, you know, they, they give me a call. They're like, hey, this person dropped out. We're pretty much starting next week. You're ready to go, pretty much. Wow. And so that was a turning point for me. And at that moment, I had decided that I wanted to stay in physical therapy because, one, I absolutely love what we do. I love the, the ability to spend time with the patients, affect them in ways that medicine just can't. Um, and I fell in love with my classmates, my faculty, my, all of it. So I was like, you know what? I want to stay down this road. And so I stayed in PT school. Wow. And yeah. So, um, you know, that that's what really brought my story to the point of where the NPTE came into play. Because after that moment was when I became aware that oh my gosh at the end of there's this, this whole thing. there's this thing that i'm gonna have to pass and wait a minute if i keep going at the rate that i'm going i'm gonna be hundred fifty thousand dollars in debt and not be able to pass i had never passed a standardized exam up to this point wow up to this point had never done well on any standardized exam so i was pretty much nailing the coffin shut for myself like i don't know if i'll be able to do this and that's what really changed it for me jimmy is that in pt school i was heavily focused for pretty much my last two years of pt school on okay what do i need to do to make sure that i pass yeah. this freaking pte all right let's stop right okay. there let's stop right there because i got a lot of notes to unpack number one mm -hmm. the fact that you took the mcast four times four times that to me screams persistence you were like i'm gonna hammer on this i want that right so you 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 kept going back to not only something that's hard but something that was really difficult to you right good good student could hold your own but like knew you were bad at it but you're like i'm gonna go again you kept getting up off the mat so like that should be celebrated right like some people look at it like hey you're teaching you're being taught a lesson like go, you know run along but you're like no i'm gonna do this again number two is acceptance a lot of us are guilty of it. I would actually like for someone who isn't guilty of it to DM me because I think it'll be very few DMs. In terms of I need to achieve this to get acceptance, 
totally guilty. Part of my personality is, I mean, I can't wait to try to get to someone to like me, right? I want someone to like me. And this screams a lot. If you listen to Gary V and you get the Gary V vibes, he's like, listen, by all means, get someone to like you. Just don't change what you do to get someone to like you. I mean, he's famous for saying like, stop buying shit to impress, stop buying shit you don't need to impress people you don't like. And I'm like, damn, guilty, like definitely guilty. Um, and then vice, you know, vice versa as well, right? That comes back on you because when you're in school, you're like, hey, some of the faculty I and mean, some of my classmates, they didn't like me. And it was like, hey, because you were acting like that and you you recognize that. And I love, I love how you twisted it too, because here's Kyle. I don't know if you know who I am. I'm Kyle Rice. I'm going to be an orthopedic surgeon. Here you are. You had that choice and you decided to stick. Was that really like a changing point for your personality? There must have been something in between day one of PT school and that phone call or that email from that medical school that said, no, you know what? I actually, I'm good here. Like, was there one thing? Was it an interaction with a classmate, curriculum, faculty, or something? You know, that's a really good question. I think that it was all of all of the interactions in my first year, although it was super tough. And I know a lot of people say the same thing, like anatomy and oh my gosh, almost took me out. Right. Um, but the thing is, I, I think it was the camaraderie in PT school and just having that close knit group of people around you as I was going through that. Um, and not to mention, you know, the, the love for the PT that I started to gain. I was just like, wow, this is like, you started, it. you looked around, you're like, Oh, yeah. I, I, instead of looking for acceptance, it feels like you were flipping it and you were finding what you wanted and you were like, I want to accept this. So it was, right. the, uh, it was the reverse. It was all the right, other way. Move on, I, you got me all excited in my intro. I forgot to ask though. We always like to say the hardest questions uh, first. What are you drinking? What do you got? Oh, I, I totally, we're I got on the podcast. I forgot to ask. <laughs> I was wondering when that question was going to come up. To I got it. <laughs> Maker's got? Coke, my man. Maker's Coke. I just bought a bottle of Makers that was uh, APTA State Chapter of Kentucky. Yeah, Kentucky. Oof. That's for Maker. They that's sold so bottles like for their Centennial as a fundraiser, and I just bought one down in D.C. for the Centennial. But I am going – I white-knuckle summer as long as I can. I just hold Ooh. on to it. So I'm doing a summer you. shandy here from Line, Line & Kugel. Uh, all right, so cheers. We usually do this at the beginning of the episode. We're already – we're like, you know, we're, we're wrist deep here. So cheers. <laughs> You know, I love that uh, the, the the koozie that you got there, oh, the mug. Yeah, that, I love that. I'm going to have to pick one of those up. There. We'll get you one. We'll get you. All right. <laughs> Thanks to Owens Recovery Science, a single source for PTs looking for certification in personalized blood flow restriction rehabilitation training. BFR, as the cool kids are calling it. Johnny Owens just did a, an APTA lecture for the Centennial on BFR. Find out information about how you can get certified and the equipment you need to apply this properly in your clinical practice at owensrecoveryscience.com. They've got their own podcast as well. Find it at owensrecoveryscience.com. All right. So we got that. That's usually like in the first two minutes. We got it 19 minutes in. So that's good. That's a great job, Jimmy. All right. So so you're prepping. You're smarter. You're way smarter than me. I mean, I like I like to say I look up every once in a while just to see what's generally in my area. Maybe it's because I'm a swimmer. We're taught to look directly down at the bottom of the pool. But you should every once in a while look up. So you were actually started looking ahead to the NPTE in year like two and three and preparing for that. So right. as somebody who has just told the audience multiple times, like, hey, standardized tests, not my bag. Like, let's get back to that story. Let's go back to year two, year three. What happens? Yeah. So year two, year three was a little on the tougher side for me because the acceptance thing started to creep back in. Because I started to ask around about the MPTE, like, hey, so I'm, I'm hearing there's an MPTE. When should we start for this thing? 
Um, and I was getting a lot of like <laughs> MPTE, come on, like this is like two years down the road. Um, I was even getting some responses from faculty members about don't start studying for the MPT now. All you're going to do is memorize the material. You're going to wind up forgetting it and being an awful physical therapist. Like yeah. these are the types of comments that I was getting, right? And so as someone who has struggled with standardized tests forever and was already seeing like, oh my gosh, I'm going to be that one classmate that doesn't pass at the end. Like I was freaking out. And so I was like, okay, I have to make a decision whether I just listen to what everybody else is saying people who tend to do well, probably on standardized exams, or whether I'm going to take matters in my own hands and, and figure this thing out. And what did you start doing then? When did, did you say, I'm going to, I'm just going to start preparing on my own because I, I don't want to skip um, over this. I wrote down fear minimized. Like you mm. were verbalizing, Hey, I've got this fear and people were looking at you and they were, and they were doing this minim minimalization. They were minimizing your fear and that can't feel good because what you're saying is, Hey, I'm being proactive here. I'm supposed to, I'm supposedly right. doing the thing that I'm supposed to be doing, being proactive. And you're saying, don't worry about that. Relax, which by the way, as we know, telling someone to relax when they're stressed is probably the worst thing you could <laughs> possibly do. So what did you start? To, did you just like start to build out how to study or did you get a book or a course or how, how did you say, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to go into my back cave and I'm going to build my Batmobile. Yeah. So, you know, what I did is I decided to do things a little bit differently, which was really to get everything I possibly could from the beginning. So before when I was studying for the MCAT and all those other exams, I didn't start pulling out every freaking tool in the toolbox until the end when I was like, eh, you know, struggling on that last attempt type thing. This time I was like, okay, where can I figure out, you know, the best places to get information, how to find a study plan, how to dominate standardized exams? Like, where can I find it and who knows how to do it the best? I started with that mentality in the beginning instead of at the end. You were planning, you were planning your attack instead of like, well, I'll just deal with it when it comes up. And you That's knew right. that. And hi to Mike, right. who's always commenting. Uh, Mike <laughs> Chua, who was in the room as well in Florida. Mike. At, love it, love uh, it. at uh at greg todd's event all right so when the npt arrives i always call it like the big scary monster that lives under your bed for for, for two or three years in pt school um when the npt arrives well let's go before how are you feeling like how was the prelude for you since you went around and you looked for who's doing it right let me prepare and you're like i'm afraid of this but instead of pretending like it's not there don't worry relax you did the opposite and you said i'm gonna knuckle up and let's do this thing how did it feel, you know, six, three, two months before? Yeah, so I would say that I truly, truly started getting into it about 14 months before the exam. Wow, okay. And, and, and like I said, I was pulling books from the library, how to, how to take standardized tests, you know, everything you can imagine, like I was pulling. Um, I was taking all the practice exams out there. I got any review course. I don't, it didn't even matter how much money it was for it. I was buying it. Like, give, give me this, give me that, whatever, right? Um, and so as we started to get down to where we were about three months out, I felt as if the knowledge component wasn't an issue at all. It was okay. more of how to play the game that I was struggling with, all right? And so I spent more of my time really getting into the test maker's mind, like, okay, why are there four or why are there four answer choices instead of three? Like literally getting into the anatomy and then the mindset of how these tests are created. I did that for three months straight, every wow. single day looking into that, right? 
Um, and so that's what led me up to the actual game day where I felt I felt like a superhero going into so you it. felt good. You were like, I have as one of my former coaches uh, in triathlon used to say like, hey, you have planned your race. Now it's time to race your plan. Do not deviate from everything you just did. Like, don't he would also say, don't be a dipshit, because when you get out on the course, and you get into <laughs> a test, you're like, I'll just start answering fast because I'm so smart. It's like, dude, we just practiced for 14 months. Now is not the time to show off. This is this exactly. is the time to this is the time to go with it. Uh, so when the day arrived, like, did you walk in feeling like you got your bat belt on and your and your cowl and your cape? Like, did you feel like that or what? So here's the thing. Seven days before, there's a um a specific practice exam. All the students really take it. It's called the uh, retired Pete. It's supposed to Pete. be a really accurate predictor of uh, how you're going to do. So seven days before the exam, I actually failed it. I got a five Pete? seven. Oh. Yeah, I failed it. Um, and so I was pretty shook yeah. seven days before. Um, but as I was leading up to the day of the exam, I had to do a huge mindset shift because every single time that I would sit down to take a practice exam, I was carrying the baggage from all of those past standardized exams that I took like, oh, I'm not good enough. Oh, if this doesn't work out, this is what I'm going to have to do. I always was keeping kind of like this escape plan, like, oh, if this doesn't work out, I guess I'll have to go work at Denny's or I guess I'll have to do right. this, you know, instead of going all in 100 percent on myself. And that was how I went into the MPT. All right. So you walk in, you take the Pete seven days before you don't do well. And I'd say that it is a good accurate assessment. But like, you know, again, you said the knowledge component, which is the important part, but also right. playing the game vastly important understand the rules of the game that you're playing so when the test arrived had you feel during the test a very important time just after the test and i'll tell you how mm. i felt just after that damn test and then what was the result of your for of the mpte so going into it um there was one thing that i i was saying to myself was that i'm the answer key for those of you who came through school and your your professor your teacher had this thing called an answer key it was all the right answers and she would grade your paper or he would grade your paper based on that so that was my mentality going into the exam is i am the answer key like if they want to grade the npte for any student they need to grab my test because mine right. is the answer key. that was the mentality i had so I did that throughout the ex the entire exam, and I didn't let that waver. Uh, when I walked out, though, Jimmy, and you and I can have a little conversation about this. When I walked out, I mean, you're exhausted. You're, you Dumb. feel weak. You're tired. Dumb. You're drained. That whole superhero thing, it was like I had kryptonite, just a kryptonite vest all over me. And I was just like, I did the worst that I could possibly do. I definitely failed. I'm never going to be a physical therapist. Like this was my mentality coming out of that exam. I felt like I got hit by a truck. Yeah. I was like, that didn't, I, I'm like, I might have, I might have answered every question incorrectly. There's a chance I went over and I felt like I hit by a truck and yeah. I went to, uh, I went and drank uh, uh, several margaritas, large ones. Yeah. And I was like, well, because I was still doing a clinical rotation too. So I had to go to work the next day Oof. and work, you know, be a student, be like, you know, be a, be a, be a student working <laughs> under a PT. And they were like, how'd it go? And I was like, went great, went great. But even inside I was like, it, that did not go great. That did not go great. You know, I, right. I, I, I actually contacted my, actually my, my wife now, she's my girlfriend at the time. She was waiting outside for me because I was taking a little bit extra time, uh, longer than I should have. 
And so I walk out, I convinced her, like, I'm, I'm here crying. Like, I know for certain I failed it. Called my mom on the way home. Mom, this is it. You know, this is just another one that I failed just like the rest of them. So, I mean, I was devastated, man. All right. Devastated. Well, what happened? Took the tests. I, we had to wait, what, two weeks for results? I mean, I think back in the day, they used to wait for a letter. That is painful. We had to wait a couple of weeks for an email. All right. So by the time I took it, we had to wait about six days or so, okay, yeah, six, seven week. days. Right. It yeah. It's a week. Um, and so, yeah, you know, we got we got our results and everything. Um, I was actually heading out of a CEU that night. Everybody's, you know, stressed out. They send you the text like, hey, I got my score. I passed. You know, everybody in your class is saying they pass and all this stuff. And you're scared to look at it. So I'm like grabbing my phone. Like, OK, I'll check it. FSPB, FSBBT website, you know, scrolling down. And I see this beautiful, uh, beautiful yeah. pass symbol. Man, the emotions that came over me at that time. Uh, I, it's just indescribable. It really is like there's not words for that. So it's incredible. uh it's big. It feels I mean it's gotta feel good, especially when you walk out of those things and you're like, ah, oh, I you know, I I didn't pass. Right. And then it's it's that validation that like what you did was actually preparing you for that thing yeah. and 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 you did it. I mean, that's gotta feel especially when this is your big scary monster. Like, did it feel a little bit more? Than the average person, I guess, like since this was the scary monster for you all through school. You, you know what I, I would describe and it's not even really a description. It's it's just worth it. Worth it is like the first thing that comes worth it. It was worth it um, for this very moment. Like, was it a relief off my shoulders? Yeah, it was that. Um, was it this just uh, man I, to to go through so much struggle? to get to that point where now you're able to like have freedom and be able to do the things Ex that you want to do. Exhale. Yeah. Um, you know, if I was going to put it any other way, it was like, it, it really is bliss because it was a first time that I truly felt accepted in a moment, in that moment. Whoever designed, I want to know, this would be a great episode. Who designed this logo? Who designed this thing? You know what I mean? <laughs> Because yeah. there's nothing magic about it, but when you see it, because you it watch something. the students and, and for the podcast audience, I'm putting the NPTE registration status where it's got that big blue circle pass and it says scheduled exam results received passed on it. Like this is definitely a thing that you look forward to in, in terms of that that design. Yeah, um, it is. A all right. So when you got your results, though, like validation, like you've done it like that 14 months and, and planning your race and racing your plan. That's great. I love to hear that. This is this is the origin this is the origin story of of Kyle Rice. But then it doesn't stop there. It doesn't. Cuz you no, did that and then you were like, "You know what? I know an audience of people who are behind me uh chronologically who might feel the same or similarly a little bit, a lot, whatever." Mm. And you said, "Now I'm going to make this my thing. I'm going to help usher other people pass this right how did you get to that decision going from like i'm just trying to jump over this high jump bar myself now i'm going to stand next to people when they're running up to this bar and teach them how to get up and over yeah so i i get my pass symbol right life right. is incredible i feel accepted all that's great well 
you know, all I wanted to do was be a physical therapist at this point. I just wanted to work and help patients and all that. And so about 10 days later, you get this uh, score report. It's free. And they're going to just tell you the score that you got on the exam. I thought it'd be right. cool to know. Right. And what was I looking for? I was looking for it to say I got a 600, like uh, right at the cutoff. I didn't really care, though, as long Amen. as I passed. Blue circle. It did not, it still, did not matter. Still, still have the blue circle. Everybody gets the blue circle. Yeah. And that's what I was expecting to see. Well, I logged in and lo and behold, it was not a 600. It was a perfect 800 out of 800 on the exam. And in that very moment, first of all, I couldn't believe it to where I had to contact, literally contact the state, contact FSPPT and say, is there a mistake? This has to be a mistake. Imposter all, syndrome hitting yeah. you. <laughs> Absolutely. Feeling like a fraud in that moment. Yeah. Feeling like a fraud. Um, you know, it was that moment where I was like, no, I have to get some type of you know, clarification on this. Did I really fail it? Oh my gosh. Right. So I'm calling them and they're like, no, you know, this is your score. I want you to know that seeing that I, it, it's one of those moments where it, it's so unbelievable that you're just waiting each and every day for the, the other shoe to drop somebody to call and be like, ah, this was all a mistake. I'm sorry. You're going to have to take it again. Right. Right. And so when I, it finally hit me that this was the score that I had gotten, it, it still didn't really change who I was or anything like that. You know, I was very humble by it, but all I wanted to do was be a physical therapist. That's it. Um, and it, it was the, where the story goes from here is that I actually got reached out to by a friend of mine who was like, Hey, heard you pass the exam. You're a pretty cool dude. Um, do you can you help like my friend they didn't know how i really did on it they just knew i passed and like can you help right. my friend she's failed it now um pretty much the max amount of times for florida she has one more attempt wow. if she doesn't pass it now she won't ever be able to practice no pressure bro in florida so i was like yeah i'll do what i can do you know i i, I don't know i'll try my best and so i sat down worked her through the same exact thing that i did to prepare for the exam step by step made her plan all that we got together and um she took it in july and we had kept pretty close contact up until that point and uh so anyway about i don't know a couple days before she stopped talking to me and we hadn't talked at all. And I was like, okay, give her her room. You know, she took the test. I want to give her the scores came out and I knew the scores came out, but she still didn't write me. So I was like, oh man, I she this is going to be awful. Well, I was just leaving work, just getting off one day. And I get this text message and it's five digits that come across my, uh, my text message. Right. I'm like five. I'm like, what are these five digits? Why did she send me this? And so I'm waiting. I was like, well, what's this question mark? I still have this, this saved. And she said, that's my license number. Wow. And in that moment, it changed. I realized like, whoa, it's cool for me to do this for myself. And it's great to get the 800. It's great to pass the MPTE. But you know what's cooler is the fact that I was able to help somebody else do it. Yeah. That's what changed the game for me. Wow. That is really, really that I love that serendipity, which is like, hey, this wasn't necessarily I mean, I didn't go into PT school to be like, I want to do podcasts and videos and websites. I didn't that wasn't a thing. 
But when you see the impact, and I think that's where this, that's what that I would, that's if I was going to summarize this chapter or that story, it'd be like, you saw the impact and said, Ooh, I, you know, you get, you get all the, the hair on your arm that stands up, which is actually standing up for me listening to you tell that that's meaningful. Like that person might not be doing what she's doing today. The thing she set out on doing many years before that, had you not somehow crossed paths and she listened to you and that is quite literally life-changing. So then you decide, Hey, this is a thing I want to do. And four that was four years ago. And now you've got what the PT hustle you've got, you know, walk me through when someone says, Hey, Kyle, I'm scared of, of standardized tests. You get to now inhale, slowly exhale and go, okay, right this way. So when, right. when people come to you, like, what are the things, how do you, what are, what are the solutions that, that coach K uh, offers to people? Yeah. So when a student comes a, a lot of times, they have been struggling with standardized tests. They failed the MPTE before. And so they're high anxiety. Oh, this will never work for me. The same type of mindset that I had. Like, oh, I'm that one classmate that'll never make it and everybody's judging me. It's interesting because that same acceptance thing starts to come back again. And I hear it. And so it's really the way the PT hustle works and it's our model is to accept people first for where you're at and what's going on. And so I think that acceptance already allows the person to, to drop the guard a bit. Be like, yeah. okay, maybe we can do this, right? Um, and so- Really, I would say the first thing that we're really trying to do after dropping that person's guard and getting to, to the point where they feel hopeful is to identify the core problem. And that's what I didn't really do initially when I was taking exams is I would just take them. It's like a machine just over and over. It. Oh, I get knocked right. down. Okay, coming right back. Get knocked down, coming right back without any type of analysis why? of why. why. Why is this happening? All right. So that's really the first thing that we we start off with. So uh, focus on content, focus on that other thing which you talked about, which is more game theory, right? Talking about this MPT, and we do we do have a live question. I'd love to talk about. I I have a, a thought on this. Is the MPT necessary? Other countries have automatic licensure where they pass their university program. Should the U.S. follow that model and remove it? There's no possible way. Programs are too varied, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, that's my initial thought. Like, should they? I don't know. That's not for me to say. Will right. they? My gut reaction is not a chance because programs are too varied. Yes, they all have to pass accreditation and be standardized, but I don't think so. Like, what's your thoughts on this? Should they or will they? And and that's the thing. I don't I don't feel like I'm in a position to say, like, yeah, oh, they should remove the PTE, right? Um, because there's a lot of factors that go in with that. But the the thing here is. Yeah, like you were saying, there's too much variability amongst yeah. programs. Things are being certain things are being taught in others, and it, it, so we have to level that playing field, and then be able to have a test that is going to at least be the baseline for how we're going to keep our patients safe. You know, it's a safety test, right? Which I'm sure comes up a ton. Which is like, okay, focus. If you're, if there's ever, I was taught if there's a jump ball between, well, my my second clinical instructor really told me to do this. Ask yourself. Is this well first tell yourself this is a safety this is a safety test now answer it now answer mm -hmm. that before you go and do that um canada i don't know if you follow this i'm barely following it because i don't live in canada they're having a giant issue with their standardized tests and uh right now i think that the the last class or the last two classes that graduated from canadian physio school haven't been able to take 
their their version of the standardized test, uh, test. But they're not. I don't think they're. You know, they're not even going to think about getting rid of it. They need right. to actually. They need to hone it down, and streamline it. All right. right so sure. we're talking content areas with the PT hustle. We're talking game theory, I guess, for lack of a better term, which is understand the thing that you're answering. Understand. I mean, I'm talking the basics because honestly, the basics, if you skip those in anything, how are you ever going to expect to pass or fail? How long is the test? How many questions? Like you need to train like you're going to this is your triathlon. Like you need to understand how long the different events are, where your bike is, where the finish line is and where the water stations are. Right. I mean. They're walking, they're walking in there feeling like Batman after they walk out of the PT hustle. That's right. That's right. Maybe that's what we do. <laughs> uh, tell me about some other moments. I mean, first of all, that text message that I'm glad you still have and hopefully frame the hell out of that. That's like your first dollar bill. If you own, that's a, right. if you own a restaurant, <laughs> like frame the hell out of that. Um, like other moments, like on your website, like your, your goal is to usher in 10,000 people across the finish line of the NPTE and that's a BHAG. Do you know what BHAG is? Are you familiar with the BHAG uh, not, acronym? Not, Big I'm Hairy not. Audacious Goal. It's like, uh, dude, throw that out there. Put it into the universe. Like, well, my BHAG is this or my BHAG is that. My BHAG is 10 million downloads with this podcast. When I launched it, I was like, I'd be happy with like 50,000. But like, you got to be audacious. So I, you threw out the BHAG, which is like, I'm going to help 10,000 people do this. Like, tell me about some of those moments that you're like, yeah, at the end of the day, when you close your laptop and you sit down on the couch and your wife says, how was your day? And you're like, well, I had this moment. Like, just throw some of those out there. I love hearing these stories. Yeah. So, I mean, we, it's really interesting because it's not always the student passing the NPTE. That is one of those moments that you're talking about. It's actually the journey to the point of when they pass the NPTE. And so we'll have a lot of students that have been struggling with what they truly want to do, acceptance. Um, and so they're getting a lot of impact from their parents like, oh, you should do it this way. Or you should do it this way. Or once you become physical therapist, you need to open your own clinic or whatever. Right. And it's the moments of where that student's like, you know what? I'm doing this for me. This is what I want. This is what I see. And so one particular student I'm thinking about right now, Ashley, she's, you know, been with the PT hustle now for about what, two months. We're heading towards this October exam now. And one of the major things that she was struggling with was acceptance just by her family members. She really is getting into it, in terms of ahead. what, like, I, I don't want to skip, like in terms yeah. of them telling her how to prepare, like, or like what goes in, what are the things that prevent acceptance? I guess I want to understand before I hear the crescendo of that. Yeah. Yeah. So one of the major things that she's been like pushed to do is to go into things like physical therapy without her truly understanding if this is what she really wants to do. And so it's like, I'm doing this to please everyone else. I'm studying today because this is what is expected of me by everyone else. Somebody else, right? right. And it's like le leading a life that is just, okay, what does someone else want me to do? And let me do this so I'm accepted by them and or I'm making makes, them happy. And that makes a, a study session for an hour, two hours, three hours, that makes it 10 times heavier and 10, time, 10 times harder. So you need to decide. I, I love the fact that you start here because that's going to make everything else, if this is for you, lighter easier and dare I say, like, you know, more fun and worth it. Like, you know, the journey, the journey is the thing, right? Like right. the tech, the NPTE isn't fit into the thing, but the journey is the thing that gets you to the thing. Right. 
right? And so, all right, so tell me about Ashley. So, 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 did she have? Did she achieve acceptance, or did she find it? So here's here's the really interesting thing about this. So we were able to identify the core problem. See, here's an interesting thing. She was having trouble studying. She's failed the MPTE already twice already. She hates to study for this thing. She's not motivated. Why wouldn't she? Why? Yeah, that's a good question. Why? So it comes to find out that the reason why is she's only doing all of this to gain acceptance from her family. Her family wants her to finish physical therapy school and open a, a practice or actually continue the family practice. Ah, now we see the, Ooh, the, the plot thickens. Now the plot right. thickens. Yeah. She does not want this. Ah. So she feels like as soon as she passes this MPTE, guess what's going to happen? Now she has to start with the family business. That's not what she wants. Has to, not gets to. That's right. So it's interesting because the past two months have been phenomenal for for her. And when I say phenomenal, I'm really talking about her desires to study, her desires to get into this material and get the most out of it and retain the information. It's changed now. And the reason is that she's learned to accept what she wants to do yeah. instead of being accepted by others for what they want her to do. Kyle, this doesn't sound at all like test prep. This sounds it like doesn't. human preparation. <laughs> Ain't that the truth? You know it's not I mean? just about the MPTE. This well, is life stuff here. Robots don't take the tests. Humans That's take right. the tests. And if That's you right. approach us, oh, look at this. If you approach standardized test with a standardized solution, you're probably not mm. going to get great results. That's right. That's right. Wow. Cookie cutter. Mm. Mm. That's mm. cool. All right. So if someone wants to interact, uh, Instagram at the PT Hustle, the website uh, where they can find out more information is the PT Hustle.com. Um, when do you suggest, cause you, you were unique. You started looking at it 14 months ahead. When's, I mean, does it depend or when do you tell people like, Hey, come to me here. Don't, you know, this is too soon. This is too late. Or do you just say, come to me, come to me as you are, when you are, you know what our company is come to us as you are, wherever you are, we accept you for where you're at and we'll give you the guidance for wherever you're at. You know, it's not our goal to like get students into our program and just be like, all right, you know, pay us money unless no, no, it's okay. What does this specific student need in order to gain success? Yeah. And so we do it from a tailorized, you know, more customized perspective. But I would say in general, if a student is struggling with the NPTE or standardized exa uh, exams period, you really need to be starting to look at this stuff six to 12 months away from the exam. You don't have to go yeah. hardcore, but you do need to start, you know, getting the ball rolling, so to speak. Gotcha. Perfect. I did. A Kurt Cobain quote came to mind uh, when you're talking about acceptance. Uh, I think I think the quote uh, and, and Julia will prove me wrong if I am incorrect in the Kurt Cobain quote. But I believe is I'd rather be hated for who I am than loved for who I'm not. Oof, and that really so is much. like to me, that's all about acceptance. And that's, that's the one that comes to mind. I love quotes and Kurt Cobain quote. You know, I grew up in the mid nineties. So of course I'm doing like, you know, the, 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 the Kurt Cobain quote. So, um, so love to hear about this again, if you're thinking about this and here's the cool part. I love the fact that even if people are like, I'm passing MPT and they're this far into this episode, you can apply this. I mean, that acceptance lesson, if something's difficult, why are you doing it? Like you can apply these principles to your date, you should be applying these principles to your day to day. No doubt, no doubt. I was right. It was that is the quote. It would look at that. See, I rather Juliet is like yeah, boom using it. the Google machine. <laughs> awesome. All right, uh, Kyle. Uh, we have a tradition on the show, and it is called three questions. Are you ready to do uh, three questions? 
Let's knock them out. Let's do it. All right. Three questions is brought to you by, there we go. Our friends from uh, Fusion Medical Staffing, find them online at fusionmedstaff.com. As a PT, you have a unique set of skills. And with your in-depth medical knowledge, fine touch and confidence, you, you can make a huge impact on, impact on your patients' lives and long-term care wherever you want. So move forward in your travel therapy career, if that's something you want to do, wherever you want to go. Start your journey at Fusion MedStaff. That's FusionMedStaff.com, leaders in hashtag travel physical therapy. So since they're leaders in travel physical therapy, Kyle, the first question is always a where question. You're in Florida. Don't rub it in, the amount of sun and warm that you get. I want to hear about it. Um, but where's somewhere that, you, you know, maybe you haven't been or you'd love to go or somewhere in, in the U.S. that you're like, you know, I'm tra- I feel like drawn here. Where's, where's somewhere you wouldn't mind traveling? Yeah, you know, my wife and I did travel for a while. We've been to a few places. You Good. know, one place we didn't get to go was Los Angeles, California. That would have been nice. I love that. Remember that Boz Lerman song? It was kind of it was like the mid 90s, late 90s. It was like a graduation address. And it was like, live in New York once, but leave before it makes you hard. Live live in L.A. once, but leave before it makes you soft. L.A. is a, is a trippy town, man. As a New York kid, like going to L.A., like it is a different vibe. It's cool. It's not right. my thing, but like it's definitely worth viewing once. Second definitely question the, yeah. is, a, is a what question. What's something you've read or watched or listened to, a book, a movie, podcast, that you think the audience would get value from? It doesn't have to be PT related. It can be anything. You know, that's great. That's great. What do you got? I love I, got I do it, the same I, I thing. I love it. pulling it off the shelf. What is yeah, it? Yeah, I got it right here. Um, this book has been incredible. You know, uh, today we've been talking a lot about acceptance, set boundaries, and find peace. It's great for people who are people pleasers like myself uh, to get yourself in check, right? Um, so that's by Nedra Glover. Amazing text right here. Set boundaries, uh, find peace. Well, you say like people pleasers. I took um, a strengths finders exam. It's kind of like one of those like personality tests. And this one gives you like, it's like a DNA test. It has like 32 personality archetypes. And my number one was woo. And that Ooh. stands for winning others over. It's like, now that's a good thing, but it can also be a bad thing, which is like, right. are you doing this to please others or are you doing this to please you? So you can be a woo as long as you put yourself in check with which like reading something like that, set boundaries to find acceptance, right? Um, to make sure you're doing it for yourself. That's a good one. We'll put that one on the list. Uh, last question is a who question. Everything's about that starts and ends with people. Who is someone the audience should know more about? You know what? Uh, there's two people. I got to give my wife a shout out, Andrea okay. Rice. She's absolutely Smart. crushing it. Smart man. All right. Um, and then, you know, one person that is incredible and a huge push to the PT profession is Dr. Trent Harrison. All right. He's my mentor. He actually brought me through uh, my residency. He was my main coach. Dr. Trent Harrison, if you're listening to this, I appreciate you, buddy, for everything you've done. And he's over at uh, Brooks, Brooks IHL Institute of Higher Learning. They're a sponsor right. of the show. But I have hung out with Trent on multiple occasions. He emulates a lot of the things. I mean, you guys, this is, does not shock me that you guys, that he was your mentor. Or or I should say it makes me happy. You guys have similar energy. Similar, not the same. He's a right. very, what can we think of next? And he's very much into the person, which is why he's a mentor to residency and fellowship program. It's not shocking. Right. That's a great That's who. Right. We got to get Trent on the show soon. 
All right, last 100%. thing we do, uh, Kyle, is the parting shot. All right, Party Shot brought to you by our friends from the Academy of Orthopedic Physical Therapy. Find them online at orthopt.org. They are the leaders in orthopedic physical therapy. It's in the name, people, the Academy of. Um, they've got current concepts of orthopedic PT. It's in its fifth edition now. We like to say, or the easiest way to explain it is, this is the roadmap. This is the map. Wherever you are, doesn't matter, in your career as an orthopedic physical therapist, if you'd like to go and become better than, if you'd like to, to level up, as the kids these days are saying, if you want to take that OCS exam, this is a great roadmap to do that, okay? And now they're in their fifth installment of current concepts of orthopedic PT. I say just go online at orthopt.org, look up current concepts, just look at the reading list. I mean, the reading list alone, I don't even have a long arm. It's like both of my arms. Um, but it's legit. It's put on by the leaders in, in, in orthopedic PT. They're now actually letting you as well you can get the whole thing or you can get upper quarter or lower quarter or both. So they're saying like, if you want to use this as a continuing resource, like, Hey, I, I specialize in, in lower quarter, upper quarter. They're letting you do that as an option now. So again, online at orthopt.org. All right, Kyle, uh, parting shot, your last chance for a mic drop moment. But since you host your own podcast, of course, you know, never drop the microphone. Don't do it. It's, right, just, it's theoretical, right. but this is your chance to kind of just leave the audience with, uh, with, with a thought or a sentiment. So the stage is yours. Yeah. So I want to thank you all for being here um, today. You know, one of the things that I hope that you got from today is just hearing my story of about how I failed a lot academically, especially when it comes to standardized exams. One thing I want you to know is failure is never easy. Um, it, it's, it's something that's hard to celebrate. It's something that's hard to like feel good when you're failing during those moments. So there is going to be pain with it. But the one thing that I want you to know is that the pain that you're currently going through, regardless of whether it's with testing academically, what maybe you're out in the clinic right now and you're just struggling, whatever it is, that pain actually is there to create a unique gift. It's there to guide you to becoming a better physical therapist, but also a better human. So look at this story. You know, I've struggled quite a bit with standardized exams, not quite a bit, a lot with standardized exams. And without all of those failures and without all of the pain that I went through, I wouldn't have had the drive, the desire to help so many students overcome the same problem that I was dealing with. It created a unique gift. So take a look at the pain that you're currently in, the failures that you're going through. And instead of looking at it as if, ah, I'm going through this, I'm not accepted, I'm not good enough, this will never work out for me, start looking at it from a different perspective. That the pain and the failure and the frustration that you're going through is there to create a unique gift, to make you unique to the marketplace right now, to make you a better physical therapist, a better human. I love that. I love that, that you know, don't let that failure define you but embrace it. What is it trying to teach you, right? That's the 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 the, the philosophy, uh, philosophy of stoicism, which is like, okay, not what it, why is this happening to me, but what is this what is this teaching me? What is this allowing me to learn? It, it changes like the have to to the get to. It changes to this happened to me, um, you know, or this is happening, uh, you know, at me or to me or or around me. 
Um, I love it. Again, I love the fact that you focus on leading up to a test, a standardized test, which is a, an unstandardized human being. This is human prep. I love that. Got it. Love appreciate it. Kyle, pre appreciate your time. This has been fun. I want to just pitch this for in a couple months. We need to have you and Trent back to get on the show together. I don't know Let's if you know do what it. we'll talk about, but I, it'll be something good. Uh, Kyle Rice, everybody, appreciate your time for stopping by, man. All right. Thank you so much. Follow us online. Welcome to the internet, my friend. How can I help you? Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at PT Pinecast. All right. Show today brought to you by the Brooks Institute of Higher Learning, an innovator in providing advanced post-professional education. Brooks IHL offering continuing education courses in numerous specialty areas, six PT residency programs, an OMPT fellowship, as well as challenging but rewarding internships. The IHL specializes in the translation of information from evidence to patient management. Learn what they can do for you to support your professional development at brooksihl.org. Our home on the internet. ptpintcast.com. Created by Build PT. Build PT provides marketing services specifically for private practice PTs. From website development and hosting. Providing content marketing solutions for PT clinics across the country. See what Build PT can do for you today at buildpt.com. The PT Pinecast is a product of PT Pinecast LLC. It is hosted and produced by PT Pinecast CEO Jim McKay and CBO Sky Donovan from Marymount University. We talk PT, drink beer, and record it. This has been another pour from the PT Pinecast. The PT Pinecast is intended for educational purposes only. No clinical decision-making should be based solely on one source. While care is taken to ensure accuracy, factual errors can be present. More on the show at ptpinecast.com.